Jesus came for three main dimensions of our life here. He came that we will have life. Not only did Jesus come for us to have life, but that we may enjoy life. Not only will you enjoy life, but you have it till it overflows to influence others. In other words, you have the life, you enjoy the life, then the life will move from you to others. To enjoy life is the expression of the seed of that life, is the fruit of the life. Your life is expressed within time. Your life on earth is time. So whatever you do with your time is your life. In 2019, you are going to have an ever-increasing glory. The glory of the Lord will be increasing in your life every day of your life. Our image, our nature is going to have an increasing reflection of the glory of God. You are going to be the embodiment of His glory. The knowledge of His glory will fill our world. The knowledge of His glory will be in our atmosphere, in our world. And now, the Word of God by Pastor Emmanuel Tebi. Father, we thank you for your Word. We believe that even the words we have not received yet, we believe. Once is your Word. These are not ways of men. They are not wisdom of men. It's the Word of God. Lord, change our lives. Transform us. Give us a new mindset. Let us see life from your own perspective. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you praise and we give you thanks. Amen. You can take your seat. Isaiah chapter 55 from verse number 8. From verse number 8 of Isaiah chapter 55 This verse of the Bible Changed my life For my thoughts Are not your thoughts Neither are your ways My ways See the Lord For as the heavens Are higher Than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thought than your thought this is why god says you need might for his ways and for his thoughts then verse number 10 it says for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bad that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater i love this part of verse 10 for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth which means that the word of god comes down from god to us you get that and it says and bad that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Very powerful. 
Which means that the word of God comes to make you what it talks about. He says, when I send the word, it comes to do what will please me, number one. Then he says, when the word comes, it comes to do that for which I sent it. This is what it means. When the Lord is sharing thoughts of greatness with you, it means that he wants to make you great. You see that? When the Lord is sharing thoughts of success with you, it means that he wants to make you a success. So, whatever thought is coming, it is coming to make you what it is talking about. You have to understand that. So, it's obvious that if you don't want to become something, don't hear about it. (laughs) You get it? The moment you sit in a class to talk about health, it means that the word has come to give you health. So it comes to make you what it is talking about. That's what God is saying. This is why many are not excited about the word. Because they don't know the power of the word. They don't know that when the word is coming, it is coming to make you what it is saying. So if you know that the word coming is going to make you what it is saying, then you are already excited before it even comes. You see that? So for example, if I say that, well, I'm going to share with you the thought of prosperity. Then you start, you're excited. Hey! Prosperity thought. Why? Because it is coming to make you prosperous. You see that? So when the word of God comes, it comes, it is coming. When we share those thoughts, it is coming to make you what it is talking about. So the moment you hear a topic, for example, that we are sharing thought of this, then it means that, it means that there is good news. Even though God has not started. You see that? Even though he has not started, the moment you hear that, well, we are going to talk about this topic. The moment you hear that, well, we are going to talk about marriage, then you know that God is bringing you successful marriage. That's why he's talking about it. You see that? So you can be excited already before even he starts teaching you. Because it is coming to make you what it is talking about. That is why thoughts never leave people neutral. When a thought is coming, it is targeting to make you what it is talking about. Alright? Now, I know that some of you have finished word conference. So, let me help you to start. Because some people looked at the glory of the spirit. So, now they have finished the glory of the word. Alright? Like you go to Psalm 119, it talks about uh, your word is light. So, some people are aware that the word of God brings light. Alright? And some of you are aware that he talks about how the word of God is builds us and gives us into our inheritance. Alright? So, some of you are already done. Are you not done? You are already done. But I want to swerve you. <laughs> are you ready? I want to swerve you. Can I swerve you? You see... These these thoughts are right, but they are lesser than what I'm going to take you to. Alright. So he says, God's word comes to make us what it talks about. 
Now, this year, we've been talking about glory. And we have come to understand that our destiny of glory is the glory of Jesus Christ. Don't forget that. The destiny of our glory. We are destined for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are destined to walk at the same pace of glory. Alright? That's what we are destined to be. That's what we are destined to walk in. The glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the glory that we have been destined. Not Nothing less. Nothing less than that. But watch this. Let me give you the Jesus glory equation. When you look at the glory of Jesus, you are talking about the outcome of the combination of his life, the Holy Ghost, and his thought. The glory of Jesus, you see Jesus walking in glory. The life, what he showed forth, is just his life, his nature. He was born, the seed of God, the nature of God in him, plus the Holy Ghost in him, plus the thought of God that he had. That was equal to Jesus' glory. So to walk in the same glory as Jesus walked in, you need to have his life, number one. Then you need to have the Holy Ghost the same way he had the Holy Ghost. Then the third one is that you're going to have the thought that he had. You got born again by looking at the first part. Numa Conference. We looked at the glory of the Spirit that enabled Jesus to walk in that glory that he walked in. Now, World Conference, we want to look at the thought of Jesus that made him walk in the glory he walked in. You see that? So, after you have gotten how he walked with the spirit, you need to get a hold of the thought with which he walked with. And that will give you the glory that he worked, that he walked in. That will give you his life. That will give you the manifestation of his life. Okay, let me share this with you. If this is true, for example, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, very simple. He says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Which means that a man's glory is the thought that dropped in his heart. A man's glory is the thought that dropped in his heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So watch this. If a man's thought is too high for you, his glory will be too high for you. If the thought of Jesus is too high for you, his glory will be too high for you. His experience will be too high for you. You get it? So watch this. To, to walk in a man's glory, you must get the man's thought at the same level. If you want to walk in Jesus' glory, if you want to walk at the same level that he walked in, then you've got to think the thought that he taught in his heart. That's all. Which means that to walk in his glory, we need the same life. We need the same spirit. Then we need the same thought. Let me take it again. We need the same life plus the same spirit 
plus the same thought. I love it when Paul said, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, he says, if that same spirit dwells in you, God did not change the Holy Ghost. He did not say that now I have one Holy Ghost here. So let me do an exchange. No. He says, it's the same Holy Ghost that was in Jesus. That same Holy Ghost lives in us. Are you hearing that? And if that same Holy Ghost lives in us, then he wants to give us his same thought. And that same thought, plus the same Holy Ghost, plus the same life, will give us the same glory. Katalabashata. So watch this. Watch this. The sameness of principles of Jesus will give us the sameness of glory. I love Jesus. I desire Jesus. Now, look at this scripture. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, he tells you to desire the word of God as a babe desires milk. Did you ever read on that? Or did you ever study that? How baby cries for milk, for breast milk. Did you ever imagine that? You see, a babe cries for milk. You don't cry for the word. You are not designing the word like a babe. We are waiting for the day that believers will cry for the word. As children, so watch this. You see believers crying for the word the same way as children are crying. And children, they don't even care whether their parents are in public or not in public. They want to take their breast and, <laughs> and take their milk. You see that? They don't, they, they don't care where they are. I mean, they are hungry for it. And you see, when you read the psychology of it, it's amazing. How children are attracted by the, the very breast milk of their parents. They want that one. They know that one. And they are yearning for that one. He says, desire the word. And when you desire the word in the same way, in the same way, he says, you grow thereby. I've seen people desiring to go to school. They study their brains. They do everything to go to school. They want to read their masters. They want to get their first degree. They do everything to go to school. But they don't do everything. They don't cry for the word. They don't seek for it. Just as a child will seek for breast milk. We need to wake up. I said we need to wake up. Because watch this. What you don't desire, you will never have. So watch this. The same life, the same Holy Ghost, and the same thought of Christ will give us the same glory of Christ. See that? To give us the same glory. So, not, not that God is calling you to come to a place that he has not told you and he has not shown you how to come. But we've going to come. That is why Paul said, that I may know him. Why? Because when you know, when you know, you are adding up to the life and the Holy Ghost. So the knowing part is where you get the thought 
So Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, he says. Then in Ephesians, he prays that the church will have might to be able to comprehend, to be able to know. Because what is left for us is not the Holy Ghost. What is left for us is not the life that we have been born with when we became born again. What is left for us is the thought. So Paul says, you need revelation. You need to know. When you get to know him, so he doesn't just say you need revelation. He says, you need the revelation of him. Because as you get to know him, you get closer to his glory. He says that you may know him. You may know him. So he is telling you that you have to know him. So that is why Paul is always telling us. He says that grace and peace be multiplied unto you. He says through the knowledge of him. Because the more you know him, the more you get, you get to that glory. Because what is left is not the life. What is left is not the Holy Ghost. What is left is a thought. And let me start. It takes a precept for you to get a concept. Write it down. I'll explain. It takes a precept for you to get a concept. And it takes a concept for you to get revelation. And it takes revelation for you to get a mindset. And it takes a mindset for you to get a lifestyle. And it takes your lifestyle for you to get a destiny or a destination. Let me take it again. From a precept, you get a concept. From a concept, you get a revelation. From a revelation, you get a mindset. From a mindset, you get a lifestyle. From a lifestyle, you get a destination. What is a precept? The pre before the set. The word set, C-E-P-T, means thought. So a precept means before the thought. Before the thought came to your mind, it was a precept. And when you conceive a precept, it becomes a concept. A concept is conceived thought. So when you conceive a thought, it is a concept. It is your concept. It is your concept. And when you believe your concept, you have a mindset. And when you have a mindset, it will give you a lifestyle. And when you have a lifestyle, it will give you a destination. How simple life is. So watch this. The, when the precept of Jesus Christ becomes your concept, and you have revelation in what he's talking about, and it becomes your mindset. It produces your lifestyle. And when it produces your lifestyle, it will take you to your destination. As simple as that. But in this meeting, I want to focus on something. Give me Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Now give me NIV. If you study it, you get this very well. It says, 
your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. In other words, your mindset should be as the same as Christ Jesus Christ. Which means that when you go to Sunday school and you watch Jesus movies, that is a precept. If you don't get the concept and if you don't get a revelation from what you are watching, all right? And if you don't get a mindset out of it, you never have the same lifestyle. I want you to understand this. If you read, if you read, if you read the Gospels, if you read the Gospels, you just read the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like we used to read in Sunday school. In Sunday school, you read and then you go and do Bible quiz. That is why the one who was winning all the time in your Bible quiz is still struggling in life. Because it's not about memorizing them. Then you pour them. You can, you can quote from, from, uh, uh, from Matthew chapter 1. You, can, you, you say it and then some of us who did not know it were embarrassed. I was one of them. I was always embarrassed. And I remember those who were always embarrassing us. They are no more preaching the word. We are preaching the word. We who couldn't memorize it. We are now preaching the word. And they who could remember. And you know the story I'm talking about. Because you have the same. That is not where the power is. Are you hearing this? That's not where the power is. The power is in your ability to, to have revelations in what he's doing. The power is for those revelations to give you a mindset. And when it gives you a mindset, it's going to give you a lifestyle. That's where the power is. And that's why, and some of you read CRS, but you have a problem. They read CRS, but the book they despise most is the Bible. That's a problem. So he says, your attitude or your mindset should be at the same as that of Christ. So reading the history about Jesus is, is nothing. Getting to know it when Jesus went to the water, Jesus walked on water. How many people are not aware that Jesus walked on water? In this meeting, I'm going to give you 101 mindset of Jesus Christ. Because with a mindset, I am jumping from, watch this. I am jumping from just a concept to a revelation to a way of thinking. Alright? So, you're going to be active. You're going to be ready for that way of thinking. Are you hearing this? For example, Jesus said to the parents, I must be about my father's business. That was not theology that was not a concept that was a mindset he just revealed he's trying to tell the parents that this is the way i think so what is the time that jesus spoke only one statement he revealed his mindset now listen your mindset determines the way you interpret things very important your mindset Determines your spontaneous reaction in life. It is that mental attitude that makes you approve or disapprove things without even thinking about it. So I'm going to give you mindset 101. And watch this. When you get that mindset 101 and you brood on it 
and you, you set your mind that way. Like you program, like, like the computer scientists who program the machine and you program your mind with that mind. You set your mind that way. If you set it that way, then you start seeing life from the way Jesus sees it. You start interpreting matters from the way Jesus interpreted it. It's amazing how Jesus wanted to change the world and he went to fishermen to choose them to use them. It tells you that he had a particular mindset. To go to Matthew, the tax collector, the sinner, and then I'm going to use it to change the world. It means that he had a mindset. There's a mindset he had. He believed that anyone can become great. And what this? As you have that mindset, now watch this. Look at this. So this is the way I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach with this. That let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Then I'll give you the mind. Then I'll tell you. Now Paul says, even though he was equal with God, so even though he was this, this is what he did. So that place, he's not telling. He's not giving us. Paul is not giving us theology. He's. He's giving us his mindset. And he's telling us to set our mind that way. Or say, who there is a zombie? Set your mind this way. Let it go that way. Even though you may not understand a lot of things. He says, let your mind go that way. Even though you may not understand your father's business. He says, set it that way. I must be about my father's business. Then start working that way. I must be about my father's business. So, your mind is set that way. That spontaneously. That's what you say. Spontaneous, that's where you go. Spontaneous, that's what you do. You are set on that cause that you must be on your father's business. And you see, I have a long way to go. 101. I have a long, a long way to go. Within these four days. And I have some, some patches also to do for worship night and all that. So I have, I have a long way to go. Now, mindset number one. God is my father. In other words, God is my source. In other words, God is my disciplinarian. In other words, God is my teacher. Jesus had this mindset that God is my father. Now listen to Jesus. He said, your father, the devil. He said, my father, God. He walked through life with a thinking that God is his father. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Even though he was conceived in a womb. Even though he came out of the womb. Even though when he came out of the womb, he was taught by a a man on the planet. He still said, God is my father. Let this mind be in you. That even though you have a physical father, God is your true father. Just let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. According to the Bible, you see that now Joseph taught him how to do carpentry. But he still said, God is my father. Now he was standing right, this man, now look at this man. He was standing right before Joseph and then Mary said, don't you know I have to be in my father's business? You stand right in front of your father on earth and says, don't you know I have to be in my father's business? Jesus was convinced. Now, he was being stoned for calling God his father. He said, which of the works are you people stoning me? He said, no, but you, being a man, make it thyself God. Why? Because you call yourself the son of God. God is my father. God is my father. God is my father. God is my father. You are setting your mind that way. 
Well, that does not mean that Jesus disrespected Joseph. No, but he knew it, that there's something higher. Now, he knew that the life in him, oh boy, is greater than the flesh. He knew it, that the life, the life that the father gave, now listen to me, the life that your father gave to you, it died on the cross. That life died on the cross. So he knew it, that God is my father. That was his mindset. And you're going to convince yourself that way. (laughs) He'll say, my father in heaven. 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 He was convinced that man is not his father. Now some of you, that is the reason why when God is calling and then your earthly father is calling, you cannot say that I have to be in my father's business. Because you are still not convinced. You don't have that mindset. That's why some of you remember, well, I don't have a father, so let me cry small. My earthly father died when I was young. No! Mindset number two. I am supernatural. Jesus said, you are from beneath. I am from above. He met Pilate. He said, they call you king, king of the Jews. Are you a king then? Then he told Pilate, Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. He was supernatural. He said, I am supernatural. I am not from this world. I am not from here, he says. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Even though he was in in the womb of a mother. Are you hearing this? And he, he was there for nine months. And he was born a baby. And he grew up a baby. And he was eating. And, and he ate normal human food. And he slept. And he got tired sometimes. He said, I am not from this world. When the soldiers of Pilate came to catch him. He said, well, you could have no power over me. This is your hour. He said, I could ask my father. He's going supernatural again. I could ask my father to give me more than 6,000 angels to come and finish you up. He said, I can call them presently. He used that word, presently. He said, presently. So he's trying to let them understand that even now that they are in the garden catching him, he can call them right away. Over 6,000 angels to come and flock you guys. He said, I can do that right now. But now is your time. This was the mindset of Jesus Christ. Jesus taught that like this. That the end of the natural was the beginning of the supernatural. Whenever there was no food, he says, let's move to the next dimension. When there is no money, he says, let's move to the next dimension. When people are sick and they can't get healed by their medicine and by that, he says, let's go to the next dimension. When people were demonized and they don't know what to do about it, (laughs) we've got to go to the next dimension. He was supernatural. He taught that way. He walked that way. And he called for the supernatural. Listen to me. You can never walk in the same glory of Jesus if you don't believe that you are supernatural. I am supernatural. I am supernatural. In other words, supernatural. Supernatural. In other words, even though the natural is working, when there's time to shift the gear to the supernatural, I've got to go there. I have to go there. So, 
Let this mind be in you. It was in Christ Jesus. Even though he was born a baby. Was fed like a baby. Went through school like a baby. Came through the law as a child. Did what he was supposed to do. People touched him. They saw him. And then they, they ate with him. He got tired. And all these things. Jesus Christ was still having the mindset that I am supernatural. I am supernatural. The natural is not my end. That's not my end. The supernatural is my end. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. First, the mindset that God is your father. God is your source. God is your source. God is your source. You came from God and you are sustained by God. You work by God. You do everything by God. Secondly, you are supernatural. That's your mindset. That's your mindset. That's your mindset. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Says, I am not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. Oh, that's my Jesus. When you get to understand this, when you are saying that a particular disease is common, you say, you don't know what you are talking about. You don't know what you are talking about. When they say that the economy of Ghana is, is descending on you, you say, you don't know what you are talking about. You don't know my mindset. Let this mind be in you. Now listen. Jesus defiles some of the excuses. So that is why he tells us that. Even though he was a man, he did that. So he's trying to let you understand that. Even though you may have excuses. Even though he could have an excuse not to be humble he didn't give that excuse that he was equal with god so even though he could have an excuse that he was just normal human being born of that way he said no i am not of this world now thirdly the mindset my family is not of blood but of the will of god He had that mindset. He said, these are not my mother and my father. But he said, those who are going to work the will of God with me. He says, they are my mother. They are my father. Let this mind be in you. Even though he had seven siblings. Are you aware that Jesus was the elder brother of seven siblings? He said, these are not. Then he pointed on the disciples. Said, This is my family. That's what his mindset. You see, imagine that these three that we have just said becomes your mindset. And that's how you are living here. You are living here making sure that all the one, 101 is becoming your mindset. Are you hearing this? That's why we came here. We came here. So that by the time we leave here, mm, God is my father. You see, 
let me tell you, even the mindset I'm giving you, if it becomes your daily confession, and your constant confession, and your constant mindset, I wonder what you become. Imagine you woke up every day, and then you are even fooling, you are playing, God is my father. I am supernatural. You are always, always on that mindset 101. My mind is set that way. Then you know that my family is not of blood. Nor of the will of man. But the will of God. The word of God. We have been born of the word. And that qualifies us. We have been born of the will of God. Ecclesia has made us a family. And that is my first call family. That is my first call. This is the family I will answer. That's the mindset of Jesus. Let this mind be in you. Even though he was fed by his mother. Even though he was catered for by the mother. He still said, this is not my family. Fourth one. I must be about my father's business. What a mindset. Oh, I have to be about my father's business. He said, you will not get food to eat. It doesn't matter. I must be about my father's business. I must be. I must be. I must. Jesus did not use I should. He said, I must be. Go, go back to the scripture and see it. In Luke chapter 2, he said, I must be in my father's business. It's a must. How can someone, watch this, how can someone who has God as his source, who is supernatural, who has the will of God designing his family, how can this person lack? And because of lack, he's missing his assignment. No! Are you understanding that? If God is my source and I'm going to be, I'm going to be about his business, won't he pay me? And which of the companies in the world can pay me more than God? If God cannot pay me well, no company can pay me well. They are talking about men of God and they are chopping money. Whose business are they in? And who is their CEO? And who pays them? Do you know their salary in heaven? He says, I have to be about my father's business. Now, we need you home. There's a funeral. You have to attend. Yeah, there's a funeral. You have to come home. Hey, Charlie, I have a mindset. My mind is set on a particular way. Didn't you hear Jesus? He said, let the dead bury the dead. There's something here to pursue. He said, let them bury themselves. There's something here to pursue. You see, even my mother knows my mindset. She told me that the day I die, if you have a meeting somewhere, I know that it's possible you won't come. She knows my mindset. So there are some people, they look at you and they can tell your heart, your mindset. They have seen that this guy is after his father's word, business. And when you start working with that mindset, I must be. They look at you and they, they you see, they, they, sometimes when people call you, what they demand from you tells you the way they see you. Come for funeral. <laughs> Whilst you have a message preaching somewhere, they will say, Come. You see, there are some people who are pursuing God's business as a family business. 
and some are perceiving it as a contract. Alright? So, because of that, when you perceive it as a contra- on contract basis, people don't see that you have to be in your father's business. But you know that I have to be here. It's a mandate. It is mandate. I have to be there. I must be in my father's business. I must be there. And nothing. I must be about my father's business. Listen. Even if I'll fall down and die. Even if I'll sleep without food. No matter what. I must be in this business. It's a mandatory issue. That we are talking about. Because of that, indeed, because you have to be in your father's business, you don't pick so many things alongside. Are you hearing that? For example, I mean, you don't get close to, I mean, uh, this batch of people are, are getting married, and this one, 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 and you are going to all of this because they have to come to all of yours. So you have to be there all the time. Listen to me. When a man gets this mindset, he becomes focused. That is why you don't see me get involved in so many things. I don't want to. That's the mindset. And some of you, they have seen that you are so much in the business that they call you. Hmm, are you sure you can come for my wedding? They know. So as they are saying, Omni so what's what you are saying? You are so consumed by your father's business that they can't even believe that you'll be available. And it's true. Now, Jesus, because of the father's business, when the parents were looking for him, he was nowhere to be found. You, your parents find you all the time. Because you are not in any business. Even someone's business, you are not in it. Not to talk about the father's business. You are in nothing. But when they start seeing that, where well, I have to be here, I must be here. I know that you don't agree, but please, you have to understand. Mommy, that was a form too. <laughs> I have to understand. I have to do go for this business. Okay, understand, understand. Oh, mommy, understand. Oh, I have to understand. That's my Jesus. Alright, so, my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. What a mindset. He said, my food. That was John chapter what? Chapter 4. What is your food? Wow. I get in the picture of the life. I get in the mindset of the life. Because I'm getting some more. I'm, see, I'm seeing something greater. What a life. Let this man be in you. This is Jesus. The disciples went to buy food for him. He's tired at this time. Now look at it here. He's tired at this time. And they all went to go and get him food. When he came, listen to what he told them. He said, I have food you have no knowledge of. What a mindset. He said, I have food you have no knowledge of. Then they turned to themselves. Ah, they don't know his mindset. Then he had to define his food to them. In other words, if the work of the father is not more important to you than food, then you are not working like Jesus. Because they can't understand why he will not eat. 
But he said, I have food that you have no knowledge of. Some of you eat more than you contribute to your purpose. You spend, you spend, you desire. No, no, and purpose, he has not contributed. What a mindset. That the will of God is more important to him than food. Hey, do you understand? Think for a moment. You sitting here, because you, are not, you have not eaten, you are not even moving well. Because you have not eaten today, you are not moving well. Now look at the one here. Even though he has not eaten, because he is in the work of God, he is shouting and screaming, 101. Why? That is my food. That is my food. That is where I get pleasure. I tell you, I tell you, and I tell you, I don't see the pleasure in food than the pleasure in fulfilling your assignment. Can you compare the two? You can compare the two. When you are in your place of assignment, when you are singing, look at the pleasure when you are singing, and then the pleasure when you are, you are eating. Who do you know when you Oh, I want to break my fast. I want us to break the fast. Who break your fast in your anu and you? But listen, Jesus knew that the pleasure in fulfilling God's will is way, way, is something better than that of food. If the pleasure in working in God's purpose is no more to you than food, you are not in your purpose. I know it. Once you are in it, <laughs> that's the fifth one, right? The seed one. My father worked, therefore I work. Hey, what a mindset. John chapter 5. He said, My father worked, therefore I work. And that's a good point to make this point here. Those talking nonsense to men of God. They say, When you're a pastor, you don't work. That's what they say. That pastors don't work. Jesus said, My father worked, therefore I work. Talk to me. What did Jesus do that he's saying he's working? Was he not preaching? Was he not healing? Was he not casting out devils? You, don't, you are saying that pastors don't work. No, no, no. They, they don't understand. And the funny thing is that when you are not on a payroll, they, they, they say you are not working. We are going for school missions. We are rehearsing. We are doing all these things. And someone says, we are not working. What are we doing? <laughs> we wake up every day studying, meditating, studying. Do you know what it takes to use the mind? Talk to me now. Do you know what it takes to go through the Bible and get 101 mindset from a person? Is that not work? computer <laughs> books upon books one day we can we can just launch 100 books at a time or see we are not working don't you know that fasting and praying is a work you understand what you are talking about prayer is work it's labor it's, it's a whole work in itself that is why you cannot be home and you say that you are supposed to rehearse. And instead of rehearsing, you are saying that you don't have work. You don't have work, saying. Do you know what God will pay you for rehearsing? Rehearsing is work. Look at football. Football is not only when you play the match. They train more than the match. 
And you cannot say that you are not coming for the training. And they believe that it is the way you train that will determine the way you play. Say, we are not working. Who told you that? Can't quite say today. Number what? Seven. Follow me and I'll make you. <laughs> what a mindset. It's been difficult for leaders to say that. But this mindset is coming. Follow me and I'll make you great. Says, who are you to talk like that? I love this. Wow. That's Jesus. Jesus, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of me. That's all. They tell us we are not working. Do you know the work in discipleship? Do you know the work in discipleship? Do you know the workload of it? So when Jesus is saying, follow me, he's calling work unto himself. Follow me and I'll make you. I'll take the responsibility, he says. And from today, may you start calling people that way. Don't shout. Don't, don't convince them. Tell them, follow me, I'm going to make you great. What a mindset. Follow me, I'm taking you to heaven. Follow me, and you'll be fulfilled in life. Follow me, I'm going to make you rich. Why? The gospel is preached to the poor. Not to the rich. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. What a mindset. What manner of man is this? Follow me, and I'll make you. And Ecclesia, we're going to start saying that. Follow Ecclesia, we'll make you. Join us, we'll make you. What do you want to become? He says, I want to live for God. I want to be so fulfilled. I want to do it. Say, okay, let's go case close. Follow us. And I'll make you. Nobody talk like Jesus. Listen to me. Jesus is the greatest leader that ever lived. And the greatest leader that ever lived. Now listen, I'm not saying it religiously. I'm saying it this way. Which of the leaders that ever came has more songs written for him? Which of them has books written for him and by him? Listen to me. He's by proof. Of the leaders, all the leaders that came, Muhammad and the rest, by proof, by proof, Aristotle, Kamax, and all those that came, by proof, he's the greatest leader. We are not talking about religious talk. Started with only 12, and with the 12, look at the number of people following his leadership. I'm telling you, because, because I realized it, because he was, he was the only transformational leader. He was the only leader who transformed your heart out. None of them can transform your heart out. So, for his leadership, he transforms you. He doesn't give you principles. He transforms you. So, when you are transformed, you become generational. That's my Jesus. Then the next one, number eight. Just write it this way. My hour. That's his mindset. His mindset, my hour. 
he told them the mother at the wedding my hour has not come my time has not come okay let me explain it this way in the bible there are two greek words for time right the first one is chronos that's c-h-r-o-n-o-s it is from chronos that we get chronology so the first time you are talking about chronological time or sequential time like one two three it is it is now uh, 11 so you get 12 you get uh, one that's the chronos then there is the kairos that's k-a-i-r-o-s there is the kairos time and then there's chronos time this should change your life speaking tones this should change your life i think we have to read some scriptures it will change your life okay now look at something here let's read the scriptures follow carefully i just want to open your eyes to something john chapter 2 verse number 4 okay my hour is not yet come now here you can hear he's not using chrono chronos uh, he's using kairos so he's talking about his seasonal time the time for him to start working this is the time for him to start manifesting his glory have not yet come so he says that my time is not yet come which means that he knew his time and he knew when it was not his time it's just like paul said the time of my departure has come paul was able to conceive that now is the time for me to leave let me tell you god has a calendar for you to get a hold of this statement it will change your life forever if you know that god has a calendar for you it will change for it will change your life forever so he's saying that i have a calendar and i have not gotten to that time that date is not come that season has not come so i cannot start working that's what he's telling, he's telling the mother now you see that let's read some more scriptures it will open your eyes to what i'm talking about all right then john chapter 8 verse 20 he said these words spoke jesus in the in the treasury as he taught in the temple and no man laid hands on him for his hour was not yet come no one can kill him he says because his time so this hour is different from that hour that we read this is the time he's talking about an hour of death he says his time for him to die had not yet come so no man could touch him the bible says that now when they tried to pick him and then throw him head down he just walked through the hands why because his time has not yet come so he's talking about the time of death he says his time of death has not yet come you see that okay then chapter 7 verse 6 of the same john Mark chapter 14 verse 41 the hour is come he's talking about the chaos time has come the season to go to the cross has come so master mona okay some more john chapter 17 verse 1 then 18 verse 1 2 okay so now he sees that this is the time for him to be glorified i said god has a calendar for you so when you get to understand this 
your mindset will be my ah, my time, my ah, my time, my ah, my time, my ah, my time. You know that you are in a calendar and you have to be in the calendar. Okay, let's read 12 verse 23. My ah. Now listen. You must know the seasons of your life according to God's timing. And Jesus was walking by that. He told them, now, now you, you can have power over me. He says, now you can go and kill me because my, the hour has come. He told them, sleep, the hour has come. The time has come. The season has come. So, you must know that number one, if you study it, you see this. The hour for him to be born. The hour for him to start lunching out. Are you hearing this? And then the hour for him to go through all the seasons of life. Then the hour for him to even die had to come. So, he knew that if my time is not up yet. No one gonna kill me. You are looking for the day when your time comes. Is. My time has come. It's time for my departure. My time has not come. And those who understand that, no matter how 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 the test of faith takes them to, they can be sick and they are in a test of faith. They can just say one statement: Forget it. I'm, I'm not dying. My time has not come. Forget it. And that mindset will give you those words. And those words will just lift you up. Just no, no, I'm not dying. My time has not I had a lot to do. You know. Forget it. No matter what you see now, forget it. I know the season. Forget it. You see, you could see that. They tried Jesus several times. But they never got him. Judah said, the one I'll kiss. When I kiss him, catch him fast. Because if you don't catch him fast, he'll be gone. Because he knew that they had tried several times, they can't even locate him. But Jesus said, It's not because of your swiftness, it's because my time has come. So nobody could can, can touch you if it's not your time. If your time of departure is not yet in, nobody should kill you. Are you hearing that? Are you sure that is your mindset? My art. Always think about that. It is my art to do this. It is my art to do this. It's my art to do this. It's my art to do this. Have my art mindset. Let this mind be in you that God has a calendar for you. And those who don't know, when their time for marriage has not yet come, they said, I am in it. So God looks at the calendar. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be 20, uh, let's say 2025. But 2010, 10 years gap, the calendar, so you have to know that God has a calendar for you. When you get into it, say, oh well, I am convinced this is my hour of marriage. But you know and you know that baby I'll never see no calendar. It's not your time. Nakwala o pre o preko. Open them. The better calendar no chimbere. 
So God has a calendar for you. Are you hearing that? Yeah. And you must walk according to the calendar. You know, when, when people are talking to influence the calendar, I say, shut up. When I get married, when I get married, shut up. Are you, the, are you my calendar? They don't want to give you time. If by 2020 they don't marry, if by 2025 you don't marry, they need a busy busy. calendar What? Oh, the Maybe I know so what it twenty ten, I does it all. And they be out there watch him. Now they may be come here, maybe they are free them and him. You have to understand God's calendar for your life. Are you hearing that? You see, there are seasons that God will put you in a in a place of pressing you. He will be meow. Some of you don't know the seasons of, of life. He will press you, Papa. He will take you to the wilderness and be pressing you. You don't know what is wrong with you, but there's a crashing for new wine. Listen, God is going to crush you. Obi meow. There's a time coming. There will be no money in your pocket. Oh meow pocket. I say, oh meow pocket. I say, I believe. I believe. As you say, you believe. Nothing is also showing. Oh meow, no, no. He's teaching you how to depend solely on Him, how to walk every day, knowing that when the time comes, He will show up. Don't you know that without faith, you can't walk with God? And some of you don't want to walk with God by faith. You want to go, want to go by your senses. When the money is there, we will start. When I see it and I touch it, I'll believe. God will never do that. He will never do that. He will show up at the last time. So know that God has a calendar for you. The big calendar is different. Men will be calendar, your calendar. Same brain, I don't know. calendar. Man of God, that inspires me. He got married at age 25. So that's my same calendar. So I copy the same thing. 25. Oh, calendar, baby, I'll borrow. When you be a And sometimes, sometimes, watch this. Sometimes, when the time is not up, you know that when you open your eyes, you can't see any wedding. You open your ears, you can't hear any wedding. You open your spirit. You can't feel any wedding. There is no wedding all around you. You don't know how. So walk in your calendar. My hour. My time. My hour. My time. My hour. My time. My hour. My time. When you see men of God working in in the stadium, that is their hour. That is their time. It is not your time. It is not your hour. Yours maybe now to talk to two people. That's your time. Your time will come. Huh? Jesus, whilst he was walking, has seen his manifesto in the Bible. But when he read it to them, after 30 years, he said, now is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now is the beginning of the manifestation of the scripture, he says. That's why you need to walk with the Holy Spirit. So that He will put you at the right place at the right time. Your hour, every hour, you know where you are supposed to be. Alright? Good. Then number what? Number nine. We will get there. Don't be afraid. Right? Okay. 
in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus said, suffer it to be so, right? To fulfill all righteousness. What is he saying? He's, what he's saying is that authority is different from ability. That was his mindset. John the Baptist says, I cannot what? Baptize you. Because if I look at your ability, if I look at who you are, I cannot. He said, forget about it. You are the authority. I have the ability more than you. Alright? But let's suffer it and give it to me. Give me the authority so that I can use my ability. So he had that mindset that no matter how powerful he was, no matter how great he was, authority is different from what? Ability. And an ability needs authority to work with. Now the next one. Now chapter 4 of Matthew. We can see three of them there. Three of his convictions. Chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, from verse 1 to 11. He's talking to the devil. And he gives the devil three of his convictions. The first one, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of his mouth. Then the second one, I will never tempt God. I don't tempt God, he says. Then the next one, so that will be 12, right? Then the next one, he says, I'm going to worship God. I worship God and I serve God only. There are two di- there, there's a difference here. He said, I worship God. Verse 11. He says, I worship God and I serve Him only. What a mindset. Just three statements revealing serious convictions. Now, he's putting a difference here. He's using two words here. Worship and serve. Worship, he's talking about our priesthood. Service, he's talking about our, kin, our kinship. In other words, the things I do on earth. The physical things I do on earth. He said, I do it to serve God. Then, then the worship, the priesthood, your seed, everything that travels upward. He says, I do it only for God. So I worship God this way and then I serve God this way. In other words, I use my work to serve God. I come to church. I worship. I give seed offerings. I love people as a sweet-smelling saver. He says, I do all these things to God. That's what he's talking about. You get it? I get in it. Then I do everything. I go to school. I study. He says, I arrange chairs. I do this. I, all the physical things I do on earth. All the things. The way I say. He says, I do to serve God. I go to work. And when I go to work, I treat my computer. I put the chairs here. I clean this and I do that. He says, I serve God only, he says. That's what his mindset. Hey. You see too much. Too much. I'm trying to think of what kind of person he was in having all these things in his mind. This let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. 
The message you just heard was produced by Ecclesia Ministries. For more information, please contact 0543-872505 or 0248-366525. Thank you.